This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. April 23rd, 1935. A crowd of about 10,000 people gathered in Alameda to watch a plane land. This was no ordinary plane, even for 1935, when any plane was still kind of a novelty. It was the great Pan-American Clipper, the Flying Boat. With service to South America already established, it was completing its first round-trip flight from San Francisco to Hawaii. Captain Ed Music was at the controls. This was the first of four survey flights for Pan Am in 1935 as it explored commercial service to Asia, across the world's largest ocean. One of the architects of that service was Charles Lindbergh. The plane was a Sikorsky S-42. Picture a sleek boat with a huge wing on top of it and four propellers across the front of the wing and then pontoons hanging down from both sides. It took off and landed on water. There just weren't many airfields in the world yet that could accommodate a big plane. Pan Am called it a clipper to make a connection to the great sailing ships of the 19th century. The Chronicle described the clipper's mid-afternoon arrival in Alameda as gliding to a landing with the easy nonchalance of a homing pigeon. It came in from the Pacific mists, the story continued, a black dot against the sky, a dragonfly with a gleaming body. The Clipper had set out for Honolulu a week earlier. That flight had taken 18 hours. The trip home took 21, three hours longer. That was because of headwinds the Clipper faced for most of the trip back. The differing conditions of the two long flights gave the crew ample opportunity to test themselves and their equipment. And Captain Music said both passed muster. A fine trip without much trouble and satisfactory in all particulars, he told reporters on shore. We could do it all over again tomorrow if it was necessary. Music wrote, or at least he signed his name, to an article in the Chronicle that described the flight in some detail and concluded that establishment of reliable air transport service was a justifiable conclusion to be drawn from the experiment. The 2,400 miles to Honolulu was the longest leg, but it was just the first of five legs on the 8,000-mile trip from San Francisco to Manila where Pan Am had a contract to deliver airmail. The other stops would be at Midway Island, Wake Island, and Guam. That service would get underway in the fall. On November 22, 1935, 20,000 people gathered in San Francisco to watch the China Clipper take off for the Philippines. Weighed down with 25 tons of mail, the plane was unable to get over the Bay Bridge as planned, and they flew under it, or at least under the cables. The bridge was under construction. There was no roadway yet. Six days later, the China Clipper arrived in Manila to deliver the airmail. That sounds like a really long trip, but it was weeks faster than the fastest steamship. A quarter of a million people greeted the Clipper's arrival in Manila. 
This was 84 years ago. There are people alive today who were alive at a time when a plane landing could draw a quarter of a million people. In 1936, Pan Am began passenger service between the United States and Asia. It continued to dominate international air travel until well after the Second World War. Captain Ed Music died in a crash of the Samoan Clipper in 1938. Another member of the crew that flew from Honolulu to Alameda was navigator Fred Noonan. In 1937, Noonan resigned from Pan Am with the idea of starting a navigation school. Instead, he met a pilot who hired him as the navigator on an around-the-world flight. On July 2, 1937, Fred Noonan and Amelia Earhart disappeared. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.